Afterlife with Brent and Jeff. My, aren't we touchy today? All right, this is the Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. Thank you for tuning in this evening. We're excited for another Alter Life show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brent and Jeff <laughs> and the Alter Life. And um, tonight, another great topic, the parable. Actually, it's not a parable. It's a story that we all know, the feeding of the 5,000. And, um, you know, if you've been in Sunday school, you've gone through this story. It's a very, it's a miracle that Jesus performs. And feeds a lot of people with not a lot of stuff. Yeah. And um, we're going to be delving into this topic tonight. We're just going to kick right in tonight. And we've got a lot of great music in store. Um, but just kick it right into the topic tonight as we start. <clears throat> you know, the scene is all these people are following Jesus. And uh, he looks up and sees his multitude. And, um, you know, they're all worried. The disciples are all worried because these people are getting hungry. And uh, Jesus says, well, where are we going to buy bread that the, all these people are going to eat? <laughs> and uh, he knew what he was going to do. It's like, it's a test, right? So Philip goes, he asked Philip this, and Philip goes, well, 200 denarii, which is, you know, denarii was a man's wages, right? So yeah, days, 200 yeah. days wages. So 200 days wages of worth of bread is not even enough to feed all these people. That even one, everyone would just have a little bit. And then one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There's a lad here who has five barley loaves and two fishes, but what are these among so many? And tonight we're going to be queuing in on that question and asking ourselves that same question, you know. What are these that have so many? I'm sure all the disciples were sitting around looking at Andrew going, why didn't you bring that up? <laughs> Stupid idea. <laughs> um, <clears throat> obviously, it wasn't, wasn't enough, so why do you even bring it up? It's like, uh, oh, ye of, uh, and it's just foolish. Why do you do that? <laughs> but, um, you know, as, as, as the story goes, you know, Jesus turns, uh, turns a miracle out here and, um, you know, we often feel like that in our Christian walks, right? We often feel like we don't have enough to bring to the table to accomplish what Jesus is asking us to do. And um, we have different ways of approaching that and different ways of approaching that with the Lord and with our faith. And uh, as we continue on tonight, we're just going to delve into this topic. I'm excited to see what God has in store. What are these among so many? It's a, I guess, a fearful question. <laughs> like, what are we going to do in the middle of this scenario? You And they didn't want to let Jesus down. They didn't know what he had planned, even though he, know, he knew what he had planned. I like that John puts that in there. He knew what he was going to do. He was just testing them just to see what they would say. It's like, maybe they'll come up with something really funny and I'll laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're probably like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are we supposed to do? You know, they're freaking out. And Andrew's like, ah, I got a couple things over here. It's like, okay, that's great. That all the guys probably looking at him like, you're an idiot. You stupid. <laughs> and Jesus is like, hey, I don't... I think Jesus commends him for offering that. <clears throat> you know, he probably winked at him or like, yeah, I get, I get the, I pick up what you're putting down. <laughs> you're on the right track there. And then he, unfortunately, Andrew probably like shrank back after he saw the disciples response to him. But, uh, how many of us would even have that courage to offer <laughs> something so menial? And, uh, He's, you know, but he's like, this is nothing though. I mean, look at all the people here. Look at all the stuff that needs to get done. And there's like no time and no money and nothing to do it with. What are we supposed to do? And they're, the problem is they're looking at themselves. Jesus asks them, hey, let's feed them. And they start beginning to try to do the math themselves and, and figure out how they're going to do it in their own strength. 
And that's where they always run into trouble. And that's where we always... You hear all the calculators going... Yeah. All the adding machines. We always... All the abacuses. And often Jesus asks us to do things that he knows it's impossible for us to do without his intervention. And... um. You know, we were talking about his word last week and how, you know, he says things and and he always comes through. And uh, when he asks us to do things and he asks us to, you know, he says, why don't you go over there and, and bless that guy? Why don't you go over here and do this? And we look at our bank accounts. You know, we look at our resources. We look at our schedules. We look at those things that um, we, we're, and we honestly come to the Lord and say, you know what, Lord? I don't have what it takes for you to do this. I don't know why you're asking me to do this. I don't, I don't have it. You know, I'm not prepared. I don't have the resources. I'm not prepared. It doesn't make any sense. You know, and Philip here, I, I think he's in that place because you know Jesus asked him, "Where are we going to buy? We're going to be buy bread for all this, all these people." He's doing the math, and he's like, "Well, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, even if they each had a bite." It's like he's doing the math, going, "This is impossible." You know, and. We get caught in that, don't we? And we get caught in that situation where we're just like, this is impossible. There's no way I can do this. And Jesus is like, you're right. <laughs> There's no way you're going to be able And that's not why I'm asking you to do it, because you're capable. I'm asking you because I'm capable. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's a difference in perspective in our hearts. And he's, it says he's testing them. He, he's probably testing them to see where they're going to go with it you know like who are they going to rely on for this are they going to say well jesus we can't you know we know you can but we can't no they start saying like okay we're going to need about uh we're going to need a lot of paper plates plastic forks and knives because i'm not cleaning up after these people and uh we're going to need okay bartholomew you you're you got uh cleanup duty you got you know they start trying to like process this and and jesus probably just like yo chuckleheads it's not possible it's really not like i'm trying to get this across to you like there's no way for this to happen i just want you to be willing to to step up when i need you and to offer what you have you know if they all had just said maybe what andrew said like hey we have this little bit and see what it what it does and jesus makes up the difference and he leaves leftovers isn't it interesting like you know, I just think about thinking about Moses. You know, Jesus is asking him to go free his people from the bondage of Pharaoh. And he goes, "But God, I can't speak. Then why are you talking to me?" You know, it's yeah. almost like it's the excuses, you know, that we bring up. It's the we look at ourselves and we honestly take the the critical look at our own selves and go, "But I can't." You know, but it's not possible. But and you know, Jesus is so beyond us you know first he created us so if he wanted to just give us the ability to do it he could do it right there and yet you just say the word boom we can do it now um if you want to just create bread he could just say i want some bread and create bread just like he created wine out of water you know he has the ability to put particles together to form things you know and um and we always think to ourselves but you know he's not capable of doing that in our lives is he you know but it doesn't do that stuff for me. He might do that stuff in some amazing missionaries' lives over in Africa or something, but not my life. And, uh, you know, continuing on with what I was saying in that last segment, we have this, we have this uh, desire 
we see we see Jesus doing you know asking us to do things and we always you know have the excuses lined up for him of why we can't do it and you know this is the creator God we're talking about you know this is the guy who you know spoke you know fish into the sea and created the sea to start with and you know it's just a perspective of who God is you know Philip takes it right in this past story Philip takes it right to the material world he takes it right to reality what he can see what he can touch um you know, and, and he's going to be taught a lesson that, you know what, it goes beyond, beyond what we can see and what we can touch. It's about what Jesus Jesus does, you know, and what he does in the invisible world because he can just make things appear. Yeah, I think it's interesting how we as humans immediately do the opposite of what Jesus has us to do. If you think about, like, all the times that we're told not to do something and we're like, we find every reason why we should be able to do it. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can do that. You can't tell me what I can and can't do. And then Jesus is like, hey, how about you do this? And you're like, well, uh, and you find all the shortcomings for why you can't do it. It's like the, <laughs> it's like, it's like the double-edged sword here. Like, Jesus says, you shouldn't do that. And be like, but uh, my liberty gives me, I'm entitled. I have the amazing ability to do this and that and this. And then Jesus is like, hey, how about you serve and, and go into this capacity? Oh, I don't think I have the skill set for that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have it. And Jesus is like, come on. <laughs> Enough. Come to me. I'm the one that's good. If I'm asking you to do it, then I know how you're going to do it. He knows the end. He wants us to come to him and provide and to realize that we can't do it. And not in a like you know discouraged way like oh i can't do it Uh, pity me it's like well god i know you want me to do it i know i can't do it so it's gonna have to all be you and i think that's when he's pleased when we have that attitude it's when we get like downtrodden because oh this is this is an insurmountable task and i can't handle it essentially because philip did the added up did the math and then said why it wasn't possible yeah. so he's telling God why it's not possible yeah. <laughs> and Andrew is funny because this is the other thing he he says well I got this but he downplays it yeah. you know and we do that too like there's folks that are like you know this is impossible this is way beyond resources we can't do it and then there's the Andrews who say well I have something to offer but you know what, what, it's not good enough yeah. and they downplay what God's actually given them. When there's so many people to satisfy, what is a few loaves and a few fish? It's nothing. It's me. You know, it's it's mediocre at best. And and Brent was talking about uh, before in our last segment how there are the two different kinds of people in their approach when God asks them to do something that may seem outside the realm of possibility, um, based on just like their material thing, like their what they can see and touch. And the it's like no, impossible. Can't even. You would need so many things to work out your way for that to happen. And then this other person's like, well, I, I guess I would give it a shot, but don't expect much. <laughs> you know? That's me. I'm like, eh, well, whatever. He almost give the vibe like he said it just because he like, it was almost like as he was saying it, he was like regretting saying it. Like, well, there's a lad here. Like, I have an idea. Yeah. There's a lad with five, but yeah. yeah, yeah. It's almost like he was like, oh, man, I got myself into this. They're not going to laugh at me. Like... <laughs> I really do have nothing to bring to the table, really. Yeah. You know, and um, meanwhile, Philip's the realist. He's like, I just calls him as I see him. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But I think Jesus, Jesus loved this dialogue because he gets to kind of show how it's not about any of you guys at all, actually. Um, You can't even provide for your own lunch, let alone the lunch of 3,000 people. You know, and those of us who have been 
called to some sort of ministry or, or whatever, you know, oftentimes feel like we're over our heads and, and God changes our perspective. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. You're unbelievable. The Altar Life. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. That was Replace Me by Family Force 5, and it's time for our unbelievable segment. Something that we have been discussing when talking about this topic of the feeding the 5,000, and one one aspect of it is that there's actually enough to be left over. And um, we're going to get to it in hour two, but what better way to start than with an unbelievable segment talking about leftovers, Mm. the good, the bad, and the ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because leftovers, you know, some of them you you like actually plan for the leftover. It's like I'm going to eat this, but I'm not going to eat all of it because I want to have it for round two later, right? So like you look forward to that leftover, and then there's some foods you're like, this is just bad leftover. So you might as well gorge yourself now because leftover it doesn't taste as good, and you just you're going to end up throwing it out. So you might as well just. I, I never get like you go to the restaurant and someone gets like a cheeseburger and french fries and they're like get it a to-go box and you're like Ugh. what are you gonna do like there's lettuce and tomato on that you can't microwave it the bread's gonna get gross the burger's gonna get hard the fries are just gonna be disgusting yeah anything fried just you're yeah, done it's just out forget it on the other hand if you get like a, maybe like a chicken parm oh. something like that that would reheat real nice because the cheese would melt a second time mm-hmm and it just gets extra melty gooey, and all the flavors just converge mm-hmm. to make some amazing, amazing thing happen in your mouth. <laughs> like, for some reason, like, homemade soups and stuff, oh, yeah. they're always better leftover because they have that, like, day or so to, like, gel in the fridge. And when you warm it up, everything's just, all the flavors are more, more. Co- I don't know what the it's word like a, is. It's but. like a wine or something like that. Like, it has to, like, let the flavors just... Build into each other exactly, like, like chili, mm. and it gets thicker. Like it has a greater like stick to your ribs kind of consistency to it. You know what's not good leftover? Hot dogs. <laughs> Anything that's like that, like quick, quick eat thing. Yeah, right. Doesn't make any sense no. to to heat it. And up. the and the ugly would be when you find the leftover many months later in the oh. back of your fridge. You're like, <laughs> that was leftover. <laughs> Remember, when was that we had that? Oh, that's ugly. <laughs> and like the Tupperware it's in isn't even worth saving. You, you just yeah. throw it all out. <laughs> you, throw it all. you don't even want to open funny. it. It's funny. Like, it's always the thing that like you didn't even like it the first time around. Right. But there was so much left over because you didn't eat that much of it. And, and then that's what you find. And you felt bad throwing it out then. So you put it in the microwave thinking maybe I'll be enthused, but you never are. No. And, and then you just and it runs get course. McDonald's on the way home. <laughs> and then it takes off with the refrigerator and you're chasing it down the street. <laughs> This is The Ultra Life with Brett and Jeff, and we're off and running into hour two. Tonight's topic is, what are these among so many? How we often fall short when it comes to fulfilling God's purpose, but how we are required, and, and Jesus asks us to look to him to fill up the difference, because he's the one that does the work ultimately anyway. So we should look at our own strength, because it's always going to fall short. Yeah, I think when we think that we can do it, when we think we have enough resources, and we're doing it in our own strength, we're not really doing what God has. I mean, we could be doing what God has to do, yeah. but, you know, ultimately we want to rely on Him and His strength, and then the fruit of it's just amazing, because you just know, like, it was all from God. It had nothing to do with me. Kind of like our radio show, Jeff. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> As you might be able to tell. And, um, you know, just all our shortcomings, all our failures, 
Jesus doesn't care about those things. In fact, he uses those things to make us fit what he wants us to accomplish. You know, very rarely do all the pieces fit together when it comes to Jesus. He makes them fit together. You know, he puts the square peg in the round hole often. I think there's a lot of times people are in ministries and they're serving and they're like, man, I didn't think I had any of the skills necessary on paper to be a pastor or to be a missionary. You know, I didn't even like people. And then all of a sudden, bam, God just made it happen. And it's like the perfect fit. You know, that's what Jesus does. He doesn't, he doesn't pick the person that might be the ideal candidate because that's when the flesh gets in the way. That's when we can begin to boast in ourselves. He finds those that are only willing to offer whatever little bit that they have. And he makes up the difference. You know, you think about the widow and the two mites, how she just gave everything she had. It was nothing. It was absolutely nothing, but she gave it up. And meanwhile, there's the Pharisees there who were given tons, but it didn't even hurt a little bit. Like it was just extra. They had left over. There's leftovers again. Um, (laughs) But it's the people that are giving what they have, no matter how small it is that Jesus uses and makes sufficient. And um, that way he gets the glory. And that not that what we want? Weren't we created for his glory? Not yeah. for our own. I mean, can you imagine if you like made a little Play-Doh figurine and that Play-Doh figurine needed to one-up you and be like, I did this myself. Like, <laughs> it's just like, it's, it's hard to think, <laughs> you know, uh, that you would have to prove your worth to this thing that you created. <laughs> Isn't it? Think about it. <laughs> yeah. And we're like that Play-Doh's like, ah, I got this creator. I got this one. I, I, I just am so sufficient all, all on my own. <laughs> just need a little more clay. <laughs> but Jesus, you know, he he goes on, right? And he asks the people, he's like, eh, go ahead, have everybody sit down. He breaks bread. He thanks God, right? And he says, now give to everyone what they want. And like, can you imagine a disciple like starting off with a fish in their basket? Yeah. Going, have as much as you want. People take a piece and it like grows back. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's just like the Wolverine of fish. <laughs> it's, yeah, right. It reproduces. It's amazing what God does here in a miracle. You know, and they get fit and everyone's satisfied. Everyone eats as much as they want. It's not like, because you know what? Our resources tend to, to run out. Yeah. You know, when, when it's about us, we only have up to a certain point and then it's over. And then everyone's like, oh, you know, I want the last scrap. With Jesus, it's like, go ahead, have the scrap because then it just reappears and it just continues to fit. Everyone gets what they want. And then Jesus asks them to go collect the remnants and there's 12 baskets left over um if you log on to www.thealterlife.com you can request a double play that you'd like to hear from your favorite artists and um we'll do our best to get it in there give you a shout out as well we've had shout outs to people from brazil from florida from you know all over the world and you could be next so email us at shout out at thealterlife.com we'd love to talk to you and to get that conversation started you can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter as well if you're in the social networking realms. The Ultra Life tries our best to be there as well. And um, you just, I love putting ourselves in this scene. You know, we did an unbelievable segment a number of episodes ago where it was like, what if Brent and I were two of the disciples and our responses to the scenarios that we were placed in? Because we always, we give this, the disciples a bad rap, you know? You think about it, they didn't know the outcome of these stories when Jesus is like, hey, here's five loaves and two fish, go give it to 5,000 people. And you're like, uh, okay. So when he's like, go give give to them as much as they want. And you're like, okay, what if they want two fish? 
that's all we got <laughs> you know like it doesn't say it's not clear how the miracle happened it's not like the little pieces like swelled up in their body i doubt that's the way it was it just seems like every time they pulled a fish out there was another one there to take out i don't i don't understand were they constantly multiplying so much so that the fish eventually were falling out of the baskets i don't know but imagine like the disciples walking through and the person's like hey yeah i'll take this and they're kind of like being stingy with it at first because they're like i don't know what's happening he doesn't say hey guys i'm gonna make this into enough food for five thousand people he just prays for it and gives it out and says, start giving it out he doesn't tell them what to expect and i think that that's true of jesus a lot of times he says just believe just make yourself available and willing and watch what i do it's not he doesn't le- you know it's not like the best laid plans it's not like here's the step-by-step how I'm going to get you to point A, from point A to point B. He looks at the scene and he says, hey, all I want is you to give everything that you have to me and watch what I can do with it. Just sit back and watch because how much effort are we really putting forth? You know, we laid it all down for him. He does the work. We're just a willing vessel. And I, I think that once we come to that realization, then we don't feel that inferiority complex anymore because... You know, that's over and done with. And, and it's not replaced by a prideful thing either. It's just replaced with a God thing. Like, it's totally God. It's not anything of me. We pray like, God, I just pray that you use me more. I pray that, you know, that I can serve you better. And I can, you know, you, we always pray for more of God in our lives. And then we get to these situations where God's asking us to do something and we're not, it's not quite right. We're, we're like, uh, but, uh, uh. And then we pray, and then God starts blessing, right? And, like, the fish start getting poured out, and the, and the bread's starting poured out. And we almost go, uh, like, it's almost like, let's not, like, enjoy it, because it might run out. Yeah. You know, like, we, we still don't have enough faith to take it and, and to drink it all in and eat it all up. Um, and that's what Jeff was talking about there. They're probably stingy at first, but as they started seeing that God was really, truly going to provide... And it must have been an awesome thing to see how God did that. That was Eloquent by Sanctus Real. A great song about how, you know, when Jesus looks at us, he doesn't see our inadequacy and our inability. It's, he sees the beauty and he sees what we're going to accomplish. He doesn't necessarily clue us in on it, but he sees the end from the beginning. He knows what we're going to do, how we're going to serve him. And he has the plan. He doesn't... Um, he doesn't take our advice <laughs> in the plan. He doesn't take our uh, two cents, which sometimes we have a problem with. But, uh, you know, again, why would you want your little Play-Doh figurine giving you advice? You wouldn't. <laughs> okay. And there's a lot more redeeming value in our relationship with Jesus than with a Play-Doh figurine. Obviously, that's just a poor para- <laughs> poor analogy, but uh, some truth there, too. Nobody has regretted putting all on the altar. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was You Are Able, Seven Places. And the end of the story, well, the end of where we're going to leave tonight, Jesus says, all right, now go out. Everyone's full. Go out and collect all the fragments and the remnants. What's left over? We don't want to waste any of this food. Which I think is cool. Nothing is lost. They gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which were left over by those who had eaten. And it's amazing. 
12. How many disciples were there? 12. It's almost like Jesus said, you know what? You guys are going to get the rest. We don't want to waste any of it. And um, Jesus obviously doesn't have, there's not 13 on one for Jesus. Yeah. You know, Jesus is also providing for his servants. You know, the servants, the disciples there that were the ones serving the rest. And um, he's not just concerned about, you know, the work that we have to do. He's also concerned about us, you know, and he also wants to bless us and give us the portion, our portion as well. Um, because we're just like one of those people sitting down getting fed, you know. Mm. If it wasn't for Jesus' grace and Jesus' blessing, even us, the ones in ministry, the ones serving in the capacity, we're not any better off. We still need the same provision that Jesus provided the 5,000. Then we need, you know, we need that for ourselves. Yeah, I think um, it's it's a great picture, too, of trusting in God and his provision because of the fact that if you go back to the beginning of the story, if we try to do it in our own strength, we reach a point where we're not allowing God to provide. We're doing it ourselves, and we reach the burnout point where we just run out. And there's nothing for us. It's not about what we can get. We're just constantly giving out and giving out and giving out and giving out. And there's no vertical relationship with God. And that's what you see a lot of pastors do. You see a lot of people that are in full-time ministry. They just burn out because they're striving and they're working so hard to make the ministry happen. Ministry isn't a thing. It's not like a tangible, like this ministry. We put names on it. It's like, oh, it's this ministry and that ministry. But ministry is just ministers, which is a servant, a witness of God, you know, go out there and just be God's ambassador and whatever, you know, area it finds itself in that's ministry. And, you know, a lot of times we try to put boxes on it and descriptions and create job descriptions for ourselves in ministry. And that's when we get our hands all over it. And we reach that point where we're, we're running out of all of a sudden you go to reach in for that fish and it's not there, or you go to reach in for that loaf to throw it at somebody and it's not there. And there's not the 12 baskets left for us because we haven't been doing it the way God asks us to. Something to think about. And uh, tonight, what do you have to offer the Lord? You know, full circle. You know, here's Philip. You can't do it. We don't have enough. Andrew, I've got this small amount, but what are these among so many? At the end, they have 12 baskets. They have way more at the end left over than when they started to begin with. And that's the way Jesus operates. You know, he doesn't just provide for the need. He provides in abundance to where you end up with more than when you started because God creates new, you know. And tonight, what do you have to offer? What is he asking you to do? Is he asking you to step out in faith and do something that you don't have enough resources to get accomplished? Then be, then go out and rely on his word because he's going to come through for you. Are you burnt out because you're just trying to do a lot of good stuff in and of your own strength? Rely on him and his faithfulness. Um, you know, you're not capable of doing it all. And you're not capable of, um, of doing anything good in and of yourself. You need Jesus' provision. And uh, so let's take that with us tonight. Until next week. Be cool cats. Live for Christ. The Altar Life. Music. Truth. Real. Period.